This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Welcome to another edition or episode of Unlocking Astrology with the key master himself, Samuel Reynolds, unlockastrology.com. Thank you, sir, for uh, imbuing us with this uh, interesting knowledge. Today, we're going to talk about what? Astro from the Jackson? Astro cartography or oh. astro locality. So <clears throat> this is where we use astrology to figure out where to relocate and what happens. Um, and when I say Relocate physically? Physically, right. Okay. So you can use astrology to better understand where we are, or where you want to be in the world. So for instance, I've moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I looked at how my chart would manifest in this particular locale. Wow. So wait it's a, a minute, way- wait a minute, wait a minute, sir. Pause. Pause. So wherever we are living right now, you could do a chart to tell us whether this place that we're in is good for us. And if we're thinking about like a lot of a lot of people that are listening are thinking about making a move to maybe Africa or maybe to Mexico or maybe to Brazil or someplace like folks are thinking about moving more than I've ever heard in my mm-hmm. entire life. You can do a chart to tell Absolutely. a person whether or not that move to Rwanda is a good idea. Right. I, and, and, and more so, not just whether it's good or bad, what's highlighted there. So it depends on what you want. So if you want to have things take off more related to your career, then you may have this particular emphasis. If you want things to go more so related to prospects with love, then it may be that or love and career. Now, sometimes people want the whole enchilada. That's really hard to kind of like have everything lined up. So, you know, one of the things if I... If I moved here, just using my example, and then we can get to other examples, because I'm going to look at two presidents and our our shining prince, which is Malcolm X. So I'm going to look at his chart um, um, with us as well. But when I moved here, I also knew I was carrying my business with me. Now, if I were moving here and just looking for a job related to some particular things in my chart, it would be difficult here, right? But I don't have to worry about that because I've already constructed my own business right so there's ways in which you have to take into account what particular things and some people like okay well find you know wherever in the world that's best for me and it's it's more so the better way in which to work with it is to find some places that you really might be interested in going because if we're just going to use astrology it could be like you should go into the middle of the ocean right (laughs) and that's not, that could be the best place in the world for you, but that may not be the place where you want to live, right? In terms of having a life. So it's not just about wherever the astrology says go. It's like wherever the astrology says to go coupled with where you want to go. <laughs> that makes sense. So like, for instance, if I tell somebody like, oh, the best place in the world is Omaha, Nebraska. You may, you may not, you know, for most of us, we're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to be in Omaha, Nebraska, right? Which makes sense. So it may not be that it's just about what's ever best. It's kind of like where you want to go and how these things relate to your chart. So people so, come to you and say, I'm thinking about moving to California or, or to Mexico, which is best for me. Right. And so, so you run their chart. I look, I tell them, give me five places. 
<clears throat> at least okay. five to 10 that you're thinking about that we can evaluate how they match related to your chart. And I will rank them, you know, saying, you know, Atlanta's top. And it's not because, oh, it's Atlanta. I don't care. I'm looking at it just more in terms of what maximizes particular elements of your chart or what things prove very challenging. Got it. Got it. Okay. So well, let's look at your options besides, because when you said you were going to New Mexico, I was like, who do you know then? You were like, no one. And I was like, so you just going to pick up and go to New Mexico? You're like, yep. I was like, and then next time I see you, you're, you're sun-kissed and you're happy. And I was like, okay, I guess it's working. What were your other options besides New Mexico? Texas. So there's astrology that's involved. And then there is um, this common sense of practicality. So I knew in general, the South, I should say more specifically, the, the middle part of the country going even more so toward the Southwest is one of the strongest places for me in the United States, you know, in terms of the sun being on my midheaven. Now, technically, astrologically, it's better in Texas. But I was like, am I ready to go to Texas? I don't think so. You know, as a red state, all these different issues. And I go, I mean, I know you have listeners in Texas, so this is not me hating on all parts of Texas. I know Dallas is cool, Houston is cool, um, and Austin. But I don't, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to Austin. I, I won't get into it now. But um, in Houston, you know, I mean, we, we're, we, we're suffering with you, Houston. But, you know, like that whole thing with the weather between hurricanes and snow, I'm like, yeah, no. And then Dallas. And then I was concerned about heat. So Arizona, also as a red state, gave me some measure of concern and also heat. Colorado just seemed too, you know, I don't know. Chill, too chill, too laid back, too uh, inebriated with marijuana. Can well, you be a lot of different things, right? So I was like, I had been to New Mexico. I had been to Santa Fe, had a very good experience and sensibility of it. And I knew it was a blue state, you know, I didn't feel like I would have to be worried too much about my next door neighbor being a cracker, you know, which is proven true. Right. <laughs> so I was like, well, the astrology is okay here. I mean, yes, it's stronger in Tejas, but I think I'll, I'll go with, with, with uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. So that's how I got here. And your son being at the meridian or what what the hell what was yeah that? it is at the midheaven but close midheaven, the midheaven. Yeah. it is and so is neptune so i mean that's powerful on some levels but you know i don't want to get too much too deep in the astrology related to it i mean neptune is a fog planet so if i were moving here again for a career or for a job it might be where i would have you know when i say fog you know misconnections or you know, I go to apply for a job and, you know, people are like, yeah, I don't know you, you know, let me get just weirdness because Neptune can deal with weirdness, right? And strange things, which is not something I am as worried about. Right. And I see, and it seems to be working out for you. Right. But because positive is it could be mystical experiences, more a sense of, you know, Neptune also relates to the way in which we feel inspired. So I am very inspired around here. I mean, I just look out my window, I can see roses and you know different kinds of roses and and flowers and birds and so I wake up excited you know to look out my window 
Whereas no offense to Newark, New York, Newark, you have a lot of things going for you. But when I would look out my park, you know, my window at my parking lot across the street from me, inspiration wasn't the thing that came to mind. Right. So. And we're here to live and live abundantly, live life abundantly. All right. So take us through some charts with this astro. So I'm going to start off with this dude. I mean, I hope I don't make anyone ill, but I think he's an interesting illustration. Um, I'm going to start off with George W. Bush, and I'll tell you why in a second. And we're going to go with a particular expectation. Um, I don't want to get that chart up. That's confusing. Hold on. Let me get something up. That's easier. Okay. So let me share my screen. And this is the chart for George W. Bush. Um, and, you know, he's a Leo rising, sun and cancer, moon and Jupiter conjoined in Libra. Not going to say too much about his chart. I mean, you know, we know his history. But one of the things I was thinking about is that, well, what if we relocate his chart to Kabul, Afghanistan? And the reason why I would do that is because he is the guy who initiated a war um, with Afghanistan. Um, so what we would expect is that if we relocated this chart, we would expect to see something that's suggestive related to war in his chart. Sure enough, when we reloc relocate his chart to Kabul, Afghanistan, what is at the top of his chart but Mars, right? Mars is the god of war related to war. His son is in the eighth house. So you might say, well, what does that mean for him if he went to Kabul or lived in Kabul, Afghanistan? It might be he might deal with a lot of Martian themes, which is not necessarily all bad, but dealing with strife. So he felt a certain way about Afghanistan by virtue of even declaring war um, even though, you know, it turns out that um, Osama bin Laden was in Pakistan, right, not Afghanistan at the time. So we're dealing with this Mars being at the top of his chart. So what this means for the president, you know, is that there are going to be martial themes. What this would mean for him as an individual, like if he came to me and he's like, oh, I'm looking to go to Kabul. What, what, what do you want there? Oh, I want to relax and, you know, have some tea and, you know, chill. That's not Kabul, right? That's not what's going to happen for you. You may experience a good measure of strife or you may be very active because it's Mars. So you may be often on the go there. Um, and, you know, a lot of different issues related to that. He's like, oh, right. So that's what it would mean for an individual. Another person... I want to look at another president. And again, I'm just picking presidents because they pop in my mind. It's not, you know, just because I'm like, oh, these are my favorite presidents. They're not, um, especially W. But this guy, I thought it'd be interesting to look at JFK. I mean, there's a lot of Black people who love JFK. I won't go into that. You know, I'll just say this. He didn't pass any legislation that was of benefit to Black people hmm. in three years in office, right? His, his successor did, but not him. But we won't go into that. Um, with JFK, what I want people to pay attention to, yes, he's a Libra rising, right? He was a sun in, in Gemini, moon in Virgo. Um, he had Venus moon. So Venus moon square would suggest this is the person 
who was active in terms of shedding Venusian things, right? And kind of being active that way. But I want to pay want people to pay attention to this midheaven Saturn conjunction that he has. So he he is a person who would come to bear some measure of responsibility related to having authority and wanting authority. Now, this is interesting and important to know because of his father's children, he wasn't the one his father wanted to be president, right? Yeah, we talked about that. Okay, so, um, but he was the one who did become president. Okay, well, here's what's interesting. Now, you would expect that if we relocate his Brookline, Massachusetts chart to Dallas, that there would be something that highlights some aspect of challenge or even danger related to his chart, right? So let's see if that's true. And I hadn't done this before. I just woke up and thought about it. I was like, well, let's relocate. I never relocated JFK's chart to Dallas. Let's see what happens. Well, sure enough, you know, he ends up more Virgo rising, square to his midheaven, which is a dynamic challenge between his life force is what the ascendant represents and his sense of career. And right there is planet, the planet Pluto, god of the underworld and um, check notes, death right here conjoined. Wow. To- Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. And I hadn't done this before this morning because I was just curious. Like, I want to talk about this with Karen. Uh, and then it was just like running through like some examples. And I was like, oh, let's look at JFK. Wow, that's crazy. Sure enough, here this is. Now, let me say this, because if someone moves to their Pluto line near their midheaven or the IC, it doesn't mean you're going to die, right? What it means is that you're prone to have intense, life-changing, profound experiences there. Um, It also can be ways in which you experience not just, you know, depth, but what could be a, akin to a certain kind of feeling of, of what p- probes deeply into you. So it can be, you know, experiences, but it also can be very banal things. So for instance, um, I went to Cape Town, which is on my Pluto line on what we call the IC, the opposite point to the MC, like what anchors you into the earth, home. And I went there and um, to South Africa, and I hadn't been to South Africa before. I was there for an astrology conference. Now, the deep experience I had was I was at an astrology conference in a predominantly Black country, and I was the only Black person at the conference who wasn't serving, right? So that was kind of like a bit of weird. But the other thing that was off, also weird and very Plutonian is that I, I often, more so than ever usual, had to go to the bathroom right? Um, like there was a purging, like literally my body was like, oh, we, we need to clean you out. And that's Pluto, right? Wow. It was like, bah, bah. <laughs> and, it could have been know, the water. It could have been the Montezuma's revenge in South Africa. It, you know, it didn't seem to be that, it, but it, it, you know, cause I was watchful. I also, cause you know, my experience in India, I got bottled water, all these different things. Our host was also very careful it, and it didn't seem to affect other people. Um, the same way. And I wasn't, and just to be clear, and I'm not going to get too graphic, it wasn't like I had dysentery or diarrhea. It wasn't like it was uncontrollable. It was just more so, we're going to flush this boy out. Right. Right. Um, 
so that's an example of it. You know, um, another person might really come upon, you know, certain kinds of tough characters who, you know, if you're into that, you may like that. I know one client um, who's into men and he said like, I had never met such thug, whatever brothers, you know, you didn't say brothers, but you get that, <laughs> you get the idea in my life. And I loved it. And I was like, okay, that's good to know in terms of that manifestation of Pluto for you. So I don't want you to give the idea or get the idea that this is just about death, but it is interesting. Pluto being the God of the underworld and death is pretty closely conjoined to his midheaven in the place where the president was killed. Wow. So, and again, that wasn't, that's not a cherry picking. I literally was like, like, I'm just curious. So I was curious about someone else. So the other chart I want to look at, you know, because we've talked enough about white people, is El Haj Malik El Shabazz, Malcolm X, right? So we have a, um, oh, this is relocated. I'm going to go to his natal first. Um, here's his natal chart. So we have a birth time for him and 1025 p.m. in Omaha, Nebraska. You know, it's interesting to forget, you know, I, I often forget he was born in Omaha, even though he grew up in Michigan, right? Um, spent more time in Lansing and then ended up in Detroit and ended up in New York and also Chicago. So he's a Capricorn rising, sun in Taurus, moon in Aries, right? At directly opposite to his midheaven. So one of the things I wanted to look at, and I can talk, you know, I'm sure you can too, a lot about Malcolm, our shining prince, but one I wanted to look at, what does this chart look like if we re relocated to Harlem, New York? where he really establishes himself. Well, what happens is that you'll see that his Jupiter comes closer to the ascendant. It was farther away. And just again, to give you the contrast, let me see if I, no, that's if something else, but um, you might remember his ascendant was at four degrees of Capricorn. His Jupiter is all the way down at 22 degrees. So what happens when he goes to New York is that he becomes more of a Jupiterian figure, larger than life. He becomes known as a teacher. He was a mullah, right? He was someone who's sharing his wisdom. Jupiter also is sextile to his midheaven, which means that things related to his career would be enhanced by Jupiter's position, which proved true. What put Malcolm X on the map was pretty much the work that he did across the nation. You know, one of the things that I, I, you know, I might get in trouble for saying this, that, but essentially the Nation of Islam, we wouldn't know about the Nation of Islam had it not been for El Hajman El Shabazz, for Malcolm X. In terms of the profound growth that the Nation of Islam went through, especially when he was at Mosque Number 7 in Harlem, is exponential and profound. And so one of the things that gets highlighted for him from Omaha, Nebraska to Harlem, New York, is the power of his Jupiter and even having like more of a connection to his son. This is a place where he really could shine. So it's not surprising that New York became his home and his base by which he achieved more, I believe, of his destiny. And his destiny, in my opinion, um, I'll go back to his natal chart because I, I talk a little bit about Malcolm 
in other circles, you know, when, you know, in astrological circles, but I'll say this about Malcolm, because I just love looking at his chart um, and, you know, thinking about his life. The, the, real, the real thing, we talk about what he's given us, but what he was able to give himself is this chart highlights where he felt a certain need to have a master. I don't mean as a master-slave relationship, but as a teacher, as someone who guides him. That can be often the nature of this Jupiter and what we call in fall, being in a position where I have to look for someone else as the standard bearer. And, but his destiny was to be a standard bearer. Now, when you say like, what do I mean his destiny to be a standard bearer? People often forget both of Malcolm's parents were black nationalists, right? And then also very much into the teachings of uh, Marcus Garvey. So when he becomes this black nationalist, he's really car carrying a standard, you know, from the nation of Islam. But he felt that he had to do it under the auspices of another teacher who he came to see as a false teacher. And at the moment that he comes to see this as a false teacher, he embarks on his own journey to become more, I should say, his own person. And at the point that he creates his own organization, right, which is OAAU, this is the point in which he has a certain level of self-actualization. Now, I'm not saying then like, oh, then that's when the cosmos took him out. No, the FBI, the US government took him out, right? Um, but he did fulfill some, I think, key aspect of what this chart really highlights of what he was trying to do, especially with his moon opposite to his midheaven. It's a way in which he was attempting to anchor his emotions and sense of self related to achievement in the world and have that happen authentically, which is what happened. So New York became a key point of facilitation for that with him. So New York, I mean, his, I think, didn't his family live in Queens? Yes, they did. Okay, so are you taking into account when you put New York, you're, that's the whole- It's gonna be minute. So the difference between Harlem- And Queens. Is minute, okay. you know, what I mean, and that's something to take into account um, when people talk about, you know, relocating. So for instance, I mentioned, I'm, well, I'm from Buffalo, New York, and I have lived in Philadelphia. I've lived in Newark. I lived in Brooklyn um, in terms of those places I've lived most recently in my adult life. The differences in my chart is not that big because those places are not that far from each other. I mean, yes, they're far by car or like if you were hoofing it or whatever, but you know, it's a, it's a bigger jump for, that's why I wanted to pick Malcolm X. I knew he was born in Omaha, Nebraska compared to Harlem. That's half, you know, more than halfway across the country as versus someone who's on the East Coast, you're not gonna have, if you're along the East Coast, it's not gonna be that much different. Um, it is gonna be different and some things may change, but it depends on the configurations of your chart. So for instance, for you, you know, being born in Jersey and then like saying in New York, there's not gonna be a dramatic change in your chart. I've never lived more than a couple of miles from, <laughs> from where right. I was born. So now, you know, so for me, um, I, I was born with a Pisces rising, um, and I have as my midheaven Sagittarius, 
I move out west where I am, I have Aquarius rising and I have Scorpios in my midheaven. So it changes. So there's going to be a different level of experience and energy for me here. And your midheaven is what again? Tell more how you establish yourself in the world where you feel your sense of calling and vocation. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Wow. That was something I never knew that I wanted to know. And now I know, <laughs> which is, I, you know, so that's why I wanted to share. Cause a lot of people don't know about astrocartography. I do do it as a service um, as part of still like, whether it's someone wanted to have a consult with me and they wanted to like um, divvy some measure of that consult for, you know, maybe 20 minutes out of an hour on their relocation, but they have to give me places, you know, like, just tell me where I can go. Like, I can tell you go anywhere in the world, right? Including the middle of the ocean, but that doesn't mean that's where you want to go. And if you want to get that done, you go to unlockastrology.com, unlockastrology.com. He's the key master and you can follow him at Unlock Astro on the Twitters. Samuel Reynolds, I appreciate you. You also have a YouTube channel uh, as well, uh, which is... Uh, yeah, the so, yeah, I know when I'm looking for it, I'm, the, uh, Unlock Astrology pops up. So I know that's you because there's another Sam Reynolds on there who is not you. Right. I'm sure. sure not. Yeah. But I so appreciate you immensely. Thank you for that journey. Now I have to figure out where I should move because I'm looking. Yeah. I promise you, I, I want to go somewhere. You're, you're making me um, yearn for the, the the beauty that you see outside your window. I create beauty everywhere I go. Like there's, when I live someplace, I'm going to have the flowers, butterflies, oh, and right. up. you know, I always create the space, but I would like to get up and go out and see a flamingo, you know, some bird fly by, you know, just, something, yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice cacti, mm -hmm. you got something going on there. So thank you for inspiring. Appreciate you. All I right. Oh, I think I have to do this too. Hold on, Sam Reynolds. Uh, Boom, I have to do that so I can do this. Uh, have a wonderful week, everyone. Hey, hit the like button. Go follow him on Twitter, uh, Unlock Astro, and uh, subscribe to this channel. I appreciate you. We'll see y'all next week. See y'all next week.